Today's episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast is brought to you by Chill Boys. Comfort where it counts. Dirt balls, the holidays are coming up. You know what that means? You need to get the gift that keeps on giving. A fresh pair of underwear, and that's where our friends from Chill Boys are here to help you out. Get rid of those sweaty, itchy, binding underwear. Chill Boys will bring your game to a whole new level. They got the bamboo boxers, the performance boxers, the boxer briefs. They got such a variety. It's a great gift. Or if you need them for yourself, we have a great offer for you. You get 20% off at chillboys.com. Just drop promo code DIRTY20. It's time to upgrade your undies, boys. Use discount code DIRTY20 at chillboys.com to save 20% on your first order. That's dirty 20 to save 20% at chillboys.com. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. What's up, bud? Happy Monday, buddy. Happy Monday, November 16th, 2020. We are 10 days away from my 39th birthday. Yes, I'm doing it. I'm plugging it. Crazy. Crazy. I know. It is crazy. And and your and your birthday is Thanksgiving Day, correct? It's Thanksgiving Day this year. So that's that's fun. You get like birthday pie. I get uh socially distanced can't get the whole family together birthday on thanksgiving yeah what are you guys doing for thanksgiving i don't know i mean there's a lot of us and i and i just personally i I seriously don't think it's good for us to all meet right um i mean depending on the weather you just do walt's backyard an old style original thanksgiving put a table in the middle of a lawn no it won't be that warm won't be that warm no. But it's been warm there, hasn't it? I mean, it's off and on. It's like low 50s today. Got it. You know what I've learned is not having access to heat for all these years, I don't really use it. Yeah. I've never used heat. Even when I was in New York in the coldest times, I mean, granted, when I was younger, living in New York, we, you know, I was poor. So it was like cut, cut costs where you can. But to me... Being cold is so much easier to deal with than being hot. Agree. Because you just, I mean, I'll walk around the house in slippers and a sweater. And then like, I never even think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, not the, I'm not the kind of person that's like, let's jack the heat up to 70 and be in a t-shirt. I'm like, I'd rather be cold and then bundle up even inside. That's what I've noticed. So the room I sleep in is above where the furnace is in the basement, in the laundry room. So it gets really hot. So I've learned if I put the heat on at night, because you know at the night it'll drop to mid thirties. 
yeah. but, I, but I wake up too hot. So I just turn the heat off when I sleep. You know, you bundle in your covers. Oh, yeah. That's and I a, will, That's a Lou Prano move. For, he'd, he'd jack the heat ha- and have it go off at like 1030. And then you wake up in the middle of the night like, oh, yeah, it's cold. Well, yeah, I woke up the other day and I looked. The thermostat was at 59. And like my brothers were roasting me. And I go, I go but guys, I slept great. Yeah. So, so I wake up and I put the heat back on in the morning. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not that big of a deal. Plus, you know, saves a few bucks. Walt doesn't have a timer system? No, he's got an old system in here. No. But he was always cold. Always. Yeah. He was so cheap with the AC, but he would crank the heat, which I couldn't stand. So, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all a big adjustment. But the big announcement I want to make here, as you know, the video game has arrived. It's been put together. And uh, it's a tabletop. For, it's a tabletop. Forever. A tabletop Pac-Man, Galaga. What else is in there? It's, so it's Miss Pac-Man, Ms. Galaga. Pac-Man. There's four different versions of... The original transgender, by the way. Miss Pac-Man. That's my joke. Did you steal my joke? <laughs> I don't know. Did I? I've been saying that all weekend. And then I think I tweeted that out at some point. But that's all right. It's, it's, yeah. it's, an, it's an easy joke. Yeah, you're right. The, the original transgender, Miss Pac-Man. Well, uh, she's really... And the thing is, is she, if she was... Mrs. Pac-Man, then it would be like, oh, she's not transgender. She's Pac-Man's wife. Yeah. But she's Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. I had other times in 1983. Hold on one second. Just drop it by the door, bay. Um, I, got, I, got, I got McDonald's food delivery. Not that I'm yeah. going to eat it on the show. Well, uh, amazing. I see you're eating healthy during these times of... Uh, it's one of those ones where you're like, I, I, I'm eating fairly healthy, but... You know, one of those ones where you're like, I just can't, can't do it. Yeah, I feel yeah. So, so the so it has four versions of of Pac-Man, which okay. I've never even seen these. Like Pac-Land, Pac-Mania, Super Pac-Man, uh, Gallup. <laughs> super get- Super Pac-Man is when a bunch of Hollywood liberals all get their money together and pool it for your political camp for Pac-Man's political campaign. <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's Galaga and there's Galaxian, which is like the harder version of Galaga, which is way harder. And then there's two versions of Dig Dug, which it's harder. It's harder because it's just harder to pronounce. Gal- Galaxian? Yeah. But ask, uh, ask your doctor if Galaxian is right for you. Yeah. So you know, I, I'm I'm very content with this purchase. Picked it up at Best Buy and uh, put put it together with my brother, and he did most of the work, as you, I'm sure you can imagine. I'm not exactly yeah. handy. And uh, here we are. Welcome to uh, the winter. I love it. And where is it? In the basement? It's in the basement. Nice. So if anybody's interested, you just go to Best Buy. They're selling for like $450. Yeah. And then I got two years coverage for 100 bucks. It seems to me like for, you know, if you're, if you're a young parent out there, you know, or I mean, not even necessarily young, but like if you have, if you have young kids, like a tabletop Pac-Man game, because we've all seen them at restaurants like back in the day that was like the big thing they'd kind of like stuff them in the corner of like a bar or a restaurant like it's not like you have a big stand-up video game in your basement you basically have another cock you have a little cocktail table that's and, what's crazy yeah and the kids you know you put your kids on that instead of call of duty maybe uh maybe instead of your kid turning into a school shooter he's just a kid that's going around eating molly I, well Prino, that's actually a, a great push for the game you're right it's it's small <laughs> and when we're putting together like this is going to be too small but then when you sit down it's the same chair i'm sitting in right now is what we were sitting in to play 
Oh, so yeah. It's the perfect size, and you're right. I, like, my brother's like, 500 bucks? I'm like, dude, you think that's a lot, but I, I said, what kind of use is this going to get? Yeah. Just like a TV. So here I am. Does it have a quarters like option? No. No. It's just a, it's just a system. It's just the you, system. You, could, you couldn't buy that and drop it in a, there's probably a whole other set of rules with that too. Like this is probably a video game commission. Yeah. In terms of what you, what games you can and can't charge for. And that was the dirty sports EA sport EA. What's it called? Yeah. EA, EA sports, sports. EA yeah. sports. Uh, portion is, of the show. It's, it's Andy Ruther. AR sports. It's in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had an exciting uh, Sunday of football, Joe. Oh, I mean, we sure did. It's, you know, we, we missed uh, the obvious thing we talked about on, um, on Thursday, you were like, the NFL has heard my prayers afternoon games totally slipped our mind. They, they were scheduling around the masters coverage. So CBS had the masters all morning, uh, which we, we can go into later if you want, or we could quickly breeze through it, which is, I had I had the two TVs going. The morning games there was I think only four uh, early games, five early games. Generally pretty bad um, matchups. Um, obviously I was heavy on my Giants Eagles game, but basically I had football on one TV, the Masters on the other. But even before the Masters was over, I moved that to uh, Tampa Bay, Carolina because Dustin Johnson basically runs away with the Masters. I mean, we could talk to Tug or we could get, you know, a golf fan's opinion on Twitter or something like that, but not a very exciting Masters. Um, it seemed like he just kind of got out front like a pace car and there was never really a moment where he was going to slip. So I'm not really like a huge Dustin Johnson fan, although, you know, he's doing a lot of good things from getting like suspended for Coke and, banging Paulina Gretzky and all this stuff, but not like not a particularly interesting guy to me. I wasn't yeah. like go. And uh, so like, I really didn't watch much of it. So then you have these games that are, you know, scheduled around it, a pretty low quality morning session, uh, pretty low quality masters ending besides giants Eagles. It was a pretty slow go to start the day. And then we move into the afternoon and the evening game. So what are the Giants now? Are they one game out? The Giants are technically game and a half. like a half game out, right? Because they have the same amount of wins as the they – they're tied for the most wins in the NFC East, but they have played one less game than the Eagles, and they have one more loss because the Eagles have a tie. So correct me if I'm wrong out there, but I believe the Giants are three and seven the Eagles are three, five, and one. So technically they're just like a, that technically they're just that tie behind, but they also have split with the Eagles. So for the Giants, you know, I looked at it um, as far as like the Giants kind of playoff hopes go. Which, so the Giants uh, have played one more game than the Eagles. Actually. Correct. Correct. Sorry. Did I mess that up? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. So they've played one more game, but they go on a buy this coming week. And um, so the Eagles have that essentially half game tie bump and they've got a potential win. You know, they could win this week. 
and then they would be a game and a half up or whatever. Um, but the Eagles have a really tough schedule down the stretch. Now, the way the NFC East has been, you kind of got like I I look at it and I pencil in so, like the standard losses. Like you kind of got to assume the Eagles are going to lose to like the Seahawks and the Eagles. But at this point, the whole league's getting kind of wonky. Um, I I hate to say it, but I still think the Eagles might be have the best shot to win, just because having a half game tie lead on this when when no one's winning games is is a lot to overcome but i also look at their two schedules and i say you know the giants do have an outside shot because the eagles have a pretty tough schedule down the stretch dallas i'm kind of assuming is out of it unless like they can sort out a quarterback situation which it doesn't seem like they can and washington um is is a win behind and has the giants have beaten them twice so to me, I think it comes down to the Giants and the Eagles and really can the Eagles beat somebody they shouldn't, quote unquote, I guess. Well, to me, it comes down to, uh, God, I hate that division and I hate watching that division. And I mean, trust me, Andy, I, I understand. Like, I don't care if it's the Giants, they shouldn't have a home playoff game. Yeah. And it's It's, although, you know, Look, the Giants looked really good yesterday. Again, Carson Wentz looked really bad again. Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson with one of the most horrific two-point conversion calls I've ever seen. Um, I don't know how much you were paying attention to that particular game, but at one point they're down four and he goes for two. Which if you watch the game, and I know, I know deep in some, somebody's like, the win percentage is actually raised by 2.5% if they get it, whereas the loss percentage is only, you only lose about 1%. So technically, analytically, it helps you. Well, I'll tell you what, and we've been talking about it in this game, the Eagles pull within essentially a field goal, and they can kick an extra point to pull within a field goal, which... If you're a Giants fan, if you're a Giants player, if you're anybody that's been involved in the Giants-Eagles rivalry, which the Giants hadn't won yesterday for four full seasons before yesterday, you get sort of scared when the Eagles pull within a score. Then the Eagles go for two, don't get it. Giants get some sort of like fake momentum. They march down the field and score a touchdown. And that's all she wrote. Essentially, they never they never look back. It never gets closer than that. And I just can't like Doug Peterson is reckless, honestly stupid. And these guys just don't understand momentum at this point. And it couldn't have helped the Giants more. And 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 I hate to say it because the NFC East stinks, and who knows what's going to happen. But like that two point conversion fail momentum swing could decide the NFC East. Well, there's a lot of great races right now. I, I can't remember at this juncture of the season where you had this many tight races. The yeah. AFC the AFC East is totally up for air now, or you know up in the air now, I should say. Bills with that just heartbreaking loss on the Hail Mary play. They're seven and three. Dolphins have won five in a row, three in a row with Tua. I, I didn't see it coming. Yeah, uh, I, obviously, I didn't like that 
switch. It's working out. I was wrong. I mean, I think, I think the one thing that we can say about that switch is, you know, uh, I, neither of us have really been a big fan of Tua coming in and like carving up the NFL and he's played great. And he's certainly like kind of game managed. And I'm sure that they're not throwing a ton at him fresh out of the gate. But I guess the only thing that you could kind of say in retrospect um, is maybe the, maybe the Dolphins liked the idea of a guy who's less erratic than Fitzpatrick. Obviously you have just like a bigger swing in potential, potential greatness from Ryan Fitzpatrick, potential, you know, turnovers, et cetera. And I got to say, I'm surprised that the Dolphins thought they were this team, but they have proven they are, which is we'd rather not turn the ball over than have, and have a guy who's able to do like a little bit less. Well, you know, that when your defense is playing well, like they are. Right. But I just didn't think the Dolphins were there yet, especially in the AFC East, especially with how the Bills were playing, how, you know, the Patriots at the time when they went to the move weren't exactly out of it. And the Patriots, dare I say, are not out of it again. They're not. I mean, look, the Patriots are crazy. You could, like, we, two and five. Now they've won two games in six days. And, and if you look at the Patriots – I mean, the end of the Seahawks game and that, and that fumble in the Bills game, they're a couple plays away from if this being a totally different season for them. And I know that, you know, we could say that the, the Giants are a couple different plays away from being fucking 9-0, and but like, or 8-7-2, and seven and two, whatever it is. I mean, that, you are your record, as you love to remind us from Bill Parcells. But when you're looking at teams when you can kind of pinpoint just a couple of plays, like not like you got your ass kicked a couple of plays. I think that's where a guy like Bill Belichick has the ability to say, Hey, you know, we're not done here. A, a play here, a bounce there, a fumble there. We're like leading this division. Let's just keep, you know, keep it between the lines, keep pushing. I mean, look, the Patriots, exactly. The Patriots are the Patriots as far as like, they're going to be in most games. And like last night, Come fourth quarter, they showed that stat. Cam Newton, halfway through the fourth quarter, had 95 passing yards. Yeah. I mean, they were playing in a monsoon, to be no, fair. No, 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 for sure. But my point is, they're up 10 points. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the point is, they're playing with their defense. Uh, they're scoring when they have to score. You know, grind it out, hand the ball off. Classic Patriots. We're going to adapt to the weather. We're going to adapt to the team we're playing. You know, it's what they've done for 20 years as far as game planning. And uh, I agree, dude. They're not. They're four and five. Like, yeah. You think the Dolphins are the the Dolphins are Bills? They want no part of the Patriots right now. Right. And 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 the way both of those teams are playing, anybody can beat anybody at this point. So it's like the idea, the idea of somebody going, you know, you know, thirteen and three or twelve and four, not highly likely at this point. Yeah. No, I think the winner of that division is going to finish ten and six, eleven and five. Um, Look, on the other side of things, Baltimore, that's, I think they're, you know, they're done. They're now three games behind Pittsburgh. Yeah. Unless Pittsburgh has a meltdown. Well, they're done in terms of winning the division. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. And, but na- and now they're in a race with the Browns. Yeah. Who they've already beaten. 
who they've already beaten. But I got to say, Baltimore just doesn't look good at this point. Just doesn't look good on either side of the ball. Really? They, their defense is good. I, honestly, their defense is fine. But, like, they have a couple playmakers on defense. But, like, they're not the defense that they've been in recent history even. And I think when you look at this Cleveland or the uh, this Baltimore team, I think that they're they're – become a character of themselves even over the last couple of years, which is they're not going to be good teams. They're just going to be like before it was like, we're not going to be great teams. We're not going to be playoff teams. Last year, obviously they go 13 and three. They beat a lot of teams. It, they just seem to me like when, when, when stacked up against a good team, the idea that they're like favored in a game with any, like who's better Baltimore or Cleveland? Baltimore. You just can say that, like, no doubt about it? Yeah. I, I can't say that, no doubt about it. I'm, I'm, I'm banking on history right there. Okay. But you're banking on you're, – you're just banking on not trusting Cleveland. Yeah. But from, from a talent standpoint, from, a, you know, from what they've shown so far, I'm not sure they are better than Cleveland. I mean, I guess that could be up for debate. And talent- we'll find out. I mean, they'll play again. Yeah, talent-wise, but uh... – Again, until the Browns make the playoffs, I, I'm not gonna, not gonna bet on them. I mean, I have a lot of questions about Lamar. Obviously, last night I kind of throw last night out because, sure, like you said, I mean, I, it was a monsoon. Like, I don't put that game on any quarterback last. Last night was a just. I can't remember a game being like that in a long time. Yeah, I mean, there was like tornado warnings on the East Coast. We had, we had insane wind here too. Like I've never seen it here and it was the same way. And I was so happy because what it was doing was it was taking the front yards tree full of leaves and just blowing them right into my neighbors. And I'm like, yeah, dude, deal with that because not my (laughs) problem anymore. It's the best part of the, however the wind goes with the leaves, right? Because the neighbor's yard ain't my problem anymore. Possession I, is what six tenths of the law. Five. What is it like? Just picture I me. I don't, I don't know the saying, but just picture me eating like a breakfast nine sandwich. Tenths. Me and a breakfast sandwich in the morning, just watching the wind blow the leaves into the neighbor's yard, and be like, "You cocksucker!" Just standing in the driveway. Yeah. The green tea, like while watching the leaves move. Yeah. Like deal with that, bro. Ain't my problem anymore. Uh, but another, you know, the other races, they're all up Thursday night. Let's go back to Thursday night, Joe. Yep. I, none of us saw this coming. Colts pretty easily beat the Titans, and now they're in the lead of that division. Yeah. Uh, I get, you know, it's funny because I said in the preview that I don't know, I didn't know what people were seeing and flipping that line. And obviously, people saw it differently than I saw it. Is, I mean, the Colts, I hate to say it, but like the Colts are good, but. I still don't trust the Colts. Okay, let me ask you this. And they just played. Who do you trust more, the Ravens or the Colts? I'd say Ravens. I guess to do what? To go farther in the playoffs. I guess I kind of got to trust the Colts just on defense alone. Okay. I, think the Colts, I think the Colts' defense is better. Um, but – you know, I, I, what I was going to say is, I, like, I wonder, I wonder who, has, who Vegas has had higher odds to win the Super Bowl, 
the Colts or the Titans, who they literally just beat? Yeah, I'll look it up real quick. Um, that game just got away from Tennessee. Yeah. I think, I think the thing with Tennessee, and, you know, it's a, a blessing and a curse. Obviously, when Derrick Henry's going, they can just, like, put teams away. They can run them into the ground. But it's, they're certainly not a throw-yourself-back-into-the-game team. I think these Super Bowl odds are going to shock you. Current odds to win the Super Bowl. Chiefs are the favorite. Yeah, so, so we'll just go through it real quick. Chiefs are 7-2. to two. Steelers are eleven to two, Saints thirteen to two, Packers nine to one, Bucks nine to one, Ravens ten wow. to one, Seahawks sixteen to one, Rams eighteen to one, Cards twenty two to one, Bills are also twenty two to one. The Colts are ahead of Tennessee. Colts are twenty five to one, and the Titans are thirty to one. Wow. Sneaky pick. Here, here's one for you, Joe. The Raiders. 50 to one. Wow. Kind of love it. Right. I don't think the Raiders win the Super Bowl. It's, it's kind of a zero no. sum bit, but like, I don't either. But also, but also the Titans at 30 to one. I mean, if for a team that, that played in the AFC championship game last year. Yeah. No. So look, I look, I don't know. I mean, the NFC, you got, you're going to have some really interesting battles especially in the West. I mean, right now you have the Cards, Rams, and Seahawks. I mean, the, all in, 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 a, in, a, in a matter of an hour, the, the, the NFC West standings move multiple times. I mean, you go from, I think it was Seahawks, Cards, Rams, to obviously before the game ended, it was, it was Rams, Seahawks, Cards, then Cards jump everybody again. And now it's Cards, Rams, Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks go from first to third in their own division in an afternoon. And I'm going to say it. I think Russ gets jumped by somebody in his own division in the MVP race. I saw your tweet. We got to address this. Well, I mean, I, that, I'm so, talking about Kyler Murray. Oh, I know. But we got to address the tweet about my boy Russ. I mean, that's a straight-up troller moron, correct? What, the Daniel Jones tweet? I mean, you just love showing, throwing shade at my boy Russ. I mean, the Daniel Jones tweet, it had a, it had a guy trying not to laugh. I mean, that was, that was, that was pretty tongue-in-cheek, that one. Yeah, Russ is – he's on a bad streak. He's had, uh, he's had some really bad games. He's yesterday. had three turnovers in three of his last four games. Yeah, so he's on one of his worst streaks in his entire career. Um. Yeah, I mean, yesterday was a day where the defense actually held up, and he, he just didn't play well, uh, and he hasn't played well the last couple of weeks. And one of those turnovers is a bad uh, snap. It's not his fault. I mean, it's it's his fault, but it's not. It's certainly not. It, it's partially his fault, but it's more the fucking center. I mean, it's not well, the well, goddamn ball. Well, you know, I received a text from CT yesterday, and and he's saying, "Look, man, I should never have sent you that rush jersey, the Ruther curse, the Ruther curse." He's like, put it on the Google Doc. He's like, I send you, uh, you know, a Russell Wilson jersey, and and it, I mean, he's got 15 turnovers since then. No, well, look, the jersey arrived. This isn't fully true. The jersey, Russ had so, two great games when the jersey was still here. Like he's fallen apart recently. But look, at the end of the day, if you put over the overall body of work, 
He's still having a great year. Is he in the MVP contention? Look, he's fallen out for sure. He's got to really bounce back. Now, Kyler Murray and him, if you look at total yards, if you look at total touchdowns, turnovers, uh, yeah. Look, I, I don't have any problem at all with putting Kyler Murray in the MVP discussion. Um, and I tweeted this out. His numbers through eight games, that's before yesterday's game, were way better than last year's MVP winner. MV, or ESPN put out this stat, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So I, I know, you know, you can't just pull one stat or one guy versus another guy. But – Well, I mean, last year and, – and there's so much that goes into it, obviously, more than stats and more than, you know – Team what, team, what team you're on and all that. But like last year, the, the Ravens were just running through people last year. Mahomes was hurt. Uh, you know, last year was the first year of Rogers and LaFleur. He had, he had a, a great season by the Packers, but you know, a quiet season for Aaron Rodgers. I, I think it's, you know, it's more of who else is in the race as opposed to like, you, you, don't forget Lamar Jackson, like Russ last year, he comes out early in the year. I mean, you remember that Dolphins game? I think it was to start the year last year. They scored like 70 points or some like nonsensical thing. Yeah. And he, get, he gets out on the MVP front runner thing early and he never kind of gives it up. Whereas Russ got out on it early and you can't, no doubt about it. I mean, the last month, Russ had a, a chokehold on the MVP and is now arguably not in the top three. Yeah. And, and Murray's playing great. And uh, look, he, he does it every week and I don't think he gets the respect. Maybe he will now after that game yesterday, the final play, but I don't think he's getting the respect that he should get. Meanwhile, um, I tweeted it fucking six weeks ago. If you had to start a franchise right now, who are you picking besides Kyler Murray? And I kind of stand by that, which is, again, we all love Mahomes. I think Mahomes is maybe the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. But right now, if you're if you were building a team, Kyler Murray is giving you a lot for not five hundred million dollars. I mean, obviously, you're going to have to pay him at some point. Yeah, and he might he might command more than more than that in the, in the market. Here's a funny one. Since we're talking about this, did you see this? Uh, this stat, this tweet, this thing, the the stadium where the Cardinals play was it what what is it F F University of Phoenix Stadium? I think it changed. I think it's State Farm now. State Farm, okay. The Rogers rate. Um, the that stadium has some wild shit that's gone on there. The Manning to Tyree helmet catch happened there. Your boy Russ on the one yard line in the Super Bowl, the immaculate interception, as they say happened there the rogers hail mary to janice in 2016 happens there and then the hail murray happens there for just insane big moments in a very new stadium yeah That's yeah the first one tyree is obviously the first one it's but 13 years ago yeah that's crazy it's crazy and and i mean i hope bill bill o'brien I hope they had a TV on in the back, in the kitchen of the Applebee's that Bill O'Brien works at so that he could see that all go down. Well, look at, look at both sides. And, and I don't know if you saw the Adam Schefter tweet. It was great. 
It's like the Bills trade for Stefan Diggs and the Cards trade for um, for uh, God, why you just said his name? Hopkins. Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. And uh, look how well look, look how well these guys are playing. Yeah. On both sides, and and that is such a heartbreaking loss for the Bills, man. Yeah, and honestly, I got to say, this is a testament to what I think Hopkins and Murray together. When they got the ball back, like, I didn't think that they had a great shot. You, don't, you never think somebody has a great shot at a Hail Mary. But when they got the ball back with not a lot of time left, not a lot of timeouts left, I was like, between Murray and Hopkins and just Murray's legs, I was like, I, this game isn't over. And it turned out, you know, obviously I was right. But, like, that's a testament to how well those guys are playing and how well those guys are playing together, which is like, this isn't in the bag. Well, we got a huge game this week. Arizona and Seattle. Yeah. Thursday night. Love it. I so, think that helps your boy and, and your, your, your squad up there in Seattle. I think Thursday's helpful for uh, a veteran team with a veteran coach. And especially when they're at home. Short, short team prep. Short week yeah. prep. Who do you like to win that division? It's tough. Um. Now, now you, you know what really favors? I think I like the Cardinals. I mean, I want, like, the thing is, it's hard to say I like, the, I like Seattle. You know, what favor, you know what favors Seattle? Have you looked at their schedule? Are they, they get easier down the stretch? Oh, my God, dude. I mean, they got the, I know they have the Giants and the Eagles, so they've got a little NFC run. They got at Eagles, Giants, Jets, at Washington after this week. Oh, okay. So maybe I, maybe I do like Seattle. It's just – it's hard to say you like Seattle when their defense is playing the worst of the three by sure. far. But, but, but I look at it this way. If, the, if, if, this, if Seattle wins this week, and I'm not saying they will, I think they take three out of four. I could be wrong. At Eagles versus Giants versus Jets at Washington. I, take, I think they take three out of four of those. Um, penciling in a Giants win. I like it. No, did I pencil in? I said I think they take three out of four of those. No, I know. I'm saying you're penciling in the Giants as their one loss, and I like it. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, after that blasphemous tweet, how dare you? I mean, I don't know how much more you can do a joke tweet with a, besides laughing black pe- keyboardist guy. I mean, Prano, I'm just going to say I saw that tweet. Uh, I saw it before bed last night. It was not what I wanted to see before. Triggered? I- Somebody, somebody's triggered? A little triggered. tossing and turning. Hey, that you know, there's it's uh, it was obviously a joke tweet, and I think that's made obvious. But the gif, but at the same time, there's there's multiple things in that tweet. I'll take the, take the MVP portion out of it. Um, you've got a little bit of Russ falling back down to earth, especially with the in the turnover category. Sure. And Daniel and Daniel Jones has figured it out. A couple games in a row, Daniel Jones not turning over the ball. Giants are winning games. Daniel Jones is carving up teams when he's not pressured. I mean, he was, he was perfect uh, from the pocket, from a clean pocket yesterday. I'm seeing some, I'm seeing some nice, uh, you know, growth from Daniel Jones. And I think the, the exciting things for me as a Giants fan, how the Giants defense is playing and uh, that Saquon Barkley is tweeting – Every time Wayne Gallman scores, he's happy for his boy. It's good. It's good that uh, the unfollow the Giants, change all his Instagram pictures isn't a sign that he's he's moving on. I think Saquon will be uh, wanting to return 
and uh, getting a two-headed monster backfield with Wayne Gallman. And I, I don't think even if the Giants manage to win the NFC East that they have any, obviously, playoff hopes. But uh, I like what the Giants are doing in terms of building toward a future. Well, to go back to my boy Ross real quick, the two stats that I love about him, through his first nine years, he's going to have the most wins and also the most wins when his team's down at halftime since he entered the league. And, and that's what I like about him. And, and he's obviously having a bad few weeks. And I saw the stat was he has not had multiple interception games since his second year. Yeah. And I, to be honest, I think he's just pressing. Uh, and I think well, he Dan, Dan Orlovsky uh, put a tweet out yesterday saying, that, you know, some of these decisions are just Russ knowing that his defense is going to give up 30 points. That's what and, I mean. And, you know, that they have to score, which I damn near replied, but I was like, I don't even want to get started. But I was like, oh, really? Because I was just told Eli Manning sucks the last five years. Uh, I didn't know it was pressing when your defense is trash. What does Eli uh, have to do with it? Well, you know, that's basically what I've been saying for a long time, which is when, when you have to make plays, you tend to make more reckless plays. And I think that's absolutely true of a lot of quarterbacks, including Russ. Although, like you said yesterday, um, the defense held up. They were in that game till the end. He has three turnovers. I mean, I think it's a different game if he doesn't. Sure. Especially on the one – especially the one that was terrible was the throw across his body when he had 50 yards of open running room. Yeah, that's a terrible – like, And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and he owned up to that. That, that was a Wentz – that was a Wentz play. Well, let's, Which, let's, let's talk about that. Car, Carson Wentz is garbaggio. Carson Wentz is a fucking, you know, large order of garbaggio pasta. And so do you move on from him officially if you're – the Eagles. I mean, I, I, I moved on from – I said that they should have moved on from an injury-prone Wentz and kept Foles before just on the momentum factor, just on the Super Bowl factor, just on, like, the Cinderella – like, all that stuff. But, you know, the thing for Wentz is I just don't know how much longer you keep Carson Wentz is when you have Jalen Hurts and when you're playing like this. It's like you look at it, the, a Tua-Fitz situation. I mean, Fitz was playing great. But again, to, to me, it's like, what are you asking me? I tweeted this a couple of weeks ago, and I couldn't believe this more. This is not Giants fan trolling. This is real. As a Giants fan, nothing makes me happier than knowing that the Eagles believe fully and wholeheartedly in the Wentz-Peterson combo. Yeah. Great. Keep them forever. This is, the, this is Donovan McNabb and Andy Reid all over again. I was like, cool, you guys got your thing going on here? But we don't fear you at all. Yeah. Well, we had some injuries yesterday. Teddy Bridgewater got injured in the uh, NFC South. But it looks like from all reports, it's nothing serious. And the Bucks obviously waxed Carolina in that game. And then we have the biggest the big injury. one. Yeah. The Jameis Winston alert is off because he's playing. Yeah. I sent you a Jameis alert with sirens yesterday. Um, there's a little bit of conspiracy theory on the, the Breeze thing. Breeze has, quote, unquote, bruised ribs. Uh, a lot of people are sort of uh, dissecting the, the footage 
like it's the Zapruder film and saying he didn't really land on his ribs. He more landed on his shoulder. Is this a Drew Brees right shoulder injury, which he has had in the past, and he already has trouble throwing the ball downfield? Is this a hidden shoulder injury that they're covering as a rib injury? And it's, you know, potentially more devastating than if he had, say, bruised ribs? Well, here's what we don't we don't want injuries on anybody. No. But I for one am rubbing these hands together for the Jameis show. Let's see what you can do, Jameis, with like top offense, top three offense. I'm assuming Jameis one of one of one is just saying Breeze was benched. Um in terms of as far as the conspiracies go. I don't know. He blocked me a long time ago. Um I'm assuming he they've they've benched Breeze in favor of a clearly more talented quarterback. <laughs> what do you, what do you like? Do you want Jameis to start this week? Cause I do. Uh, yeah. Fuck it. I mean, I, I, I think the best thing, and I, I, you know, obviously I predicted the saints to the super bowl this year. I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily rooting for that, but I think the reason I'm hoping Jameis starts is like the, Saints have won, I believe, six in a row. And, you know, bring Jameis in, Jameis fails, and then maybe we could be done with Jameis once and for all. And, you know, the XFL or whatever other leagues, like, let's just be done with the Jameis experiment. I I do. I wallow in his failure. Yeah? Yeah. You, you want to see I, – I do want to see how he does. I really do. And – I mean, look, there is potential to completely revive his career like Bridgewater did last year. Yeah. But it's all the pressure. But I guess even the thing is, let's say Jameis plays well. Jameis isn't exceptional. Let's say Jameis plays well. Let's say Jameis does what Teddy Bridgewater did last year. Where does Jameis go? Like, I still, there's not a whole lot of, there's not a whole lot of places for Jameis still. And that's the thing is like, you know, what is Jameis now? Like, well, look around it, the league. Everybody's pretty locked in. I mean, unless we're talking about like the Cowboys or unless we're talking about like, you know, a Falcons team was like, we'll get younger. And I, like, I, I don't know. And that's a good question. And obviously you can't turn the ball over in the current NFL. Yeah. So it does beg the question where – would be a fit. And I mean, if you go through each team, I, I just don't see one. I mean, the jets are locked into Lawrence. I mean, even the bad teams, like I, I know Daniel Jones hasn't looked great, but like, does anybody think that Jameis is a better fit for the giants than Daniel Jones? Like I don't, at least Jones is getting stuff done with his legs, like scoring, like Jacksonville. Okay. That's it. That's, that's the answer. Yeah. Minshew mania, man, the Trumpers will hate that. Trumpers go from a headband mustache guy to Jameis. They're going to be storming the mayor's house, AR-15s and Digicamos Leafs. I mean, that's the only option. You know, he's from yeah. Florida. I guess that, back, yeah, that's it. Or, that's or, ab- that's he, absolutely it. He played, in, he played in Florida, right? Yeah. Ship him to Jacksonville where people go to die. Yeah. 
like I, I just don't know anywhere else where he could play at this point. It's, it's, which is crazy because I think Jemis is what, 25, 26? Yeah. I mean, the other thing is he plays well and the Saints stick yeah. with him. You That's know? That's true. That's but true. We'll, well, I guess we'll see if that happens. Yeah. I'll, I'll be real curious. Is, is Black slimming or did Jameis lose like 60 pounds? Doesn't it look smaller? He got, yeah, he got in a lot better shape. You can tell. I mean, he was moving in that pre pregame, that pre-game video. <gasps> the, the concentration. Yeah. Also, just the weird heels only backpedaling. <sighs> Classic Jameis. Well, Joe, I'll be watching tonight's game like yourself, Vikings, Bears, Monday Night Football. And while I'm watching, I will be playing the Stakes app. Dirt Balls. Join me tonight. Talk trash to me. I enjoyed Thursday night. We had, we had a great discussion on the Stakes app Thursday night about the worst uniforms. And, Joe, I nominated the Titans up there. Like, Titans all-time are, bad. Titans are pretty bad. I don't hate them, but they're pretty bad. I, th- I think they're awful. So, I enjoyed the discussion with the Dirt Balls on the Stakes app Thursday night. So, join me tonight, Monday Night Football, Vikes, Bears. Stakes is a free new app that takes game time to another level. You answer questions during the game, and you can win real cash. It's like HQ trivia meets sports meets your group chat. The best part is that it's totally free. Join the Dirty Sports group chat on Stakes, S-T-A-K-E-S. After you download the Stakes app from the App Store, enter code DIRTY, and you're in. Talk trash to me. Talk trash to other dirt balls. Plus, Stakes is offering private group members special game perks that increase your chances to win free cash. Stakes is currently only available for iPhones and iPad. Play for free. No credit card or purchase necessary. That's Stakes, S-T-A-K-E-S, in the App Store. And uh, they got these combos questions. I'm going to read a couple of these for tonight's game. Love it. Um, Devin Cook has gone off his last two games. as He's posted over 200 yards from scrimmage in each. How many yards from scrimmage will he have against the Bears tonight? A, 74 or fewer. B, 75 to 140. C, 141 to one. 99 or D 200 or more. I am going to say B 75 to 140. I'm going to say B as well. Bears defense to the idea that he's going to go for 200 seems kind of crazy. Seems like the safest bet. Yeah. Here's another quick question I'll read for tonight's game via the stakes app combos play. Will any player besides Nick Foles or Kirk Cousins throw a pass in the game? We lost on this one last week. I'm going to say yes this time. I'm going to say yes as well. So, Dirt Balls, join the Stakes app tonight. Join it any night, actually. Play during the games. Enter code DIRTY for our group chat. Was there anything else from this week's games that you wanted to go over? Um, I'm trying to think of the games that we didn't, didn't touch on. Is there any, any big? I mean, nothing in particular. You know, it's, you know obviously, I, I like to hit certain games and certain teams. The, the, uh, the end of the the. Browns Texans game with Nick Chubb going out of bounds at the one and some sort of like he he does it like all the running backs that have failed at this he does it when he doesn't really need to like you go up 10 with 50 seconds left that game's over he's just screwing betters and fantasy owners yeah um, but the, the, good for Nick w- Chubb there was controversy in Cincinnati uh, that Joe Burrow was playing while the Bengals were down 26 points in the fourth quarter yeah I, that's, I think that's I mean, look, 
they're the Cincinnati Bengals and they have, have gone with sort of the old school uh, approach to a franchise quarterback. Let the guy, let's just let the guy play and see what happens. And well, you know. look, it, it, he sacked four times already in that game. My, I would yeah. say that's fine, but like you need the guy in the field. Like, you're I not mean, gonna... I agree. I like, look, I have no problem taking him out when the game gets to that point. I, I have slightly less problem leaving him in. If he wants to stay in, if he's trying to, you know, if there, if there's something to learn there for him, if that's what they think. Okay. Um, obviously he's not going to want to come out of the game. I'm totally fine with taking him out though, for sure. Yeah. Well, we need to move on to NBA because things are happening as this show is being recorded. Big trade, Joe. Did you see it? It's official. Chris Paul. No, I did not see it. This has happened during the show. Chris Paul gets traded again. To who? For what? The Phoenix Suns. Wow. I kind of like that. So we're going to have an old Chris Paul with a young uh, Devin Booker. Yeah, I kind of like it. I mean, My Devin first Booker. question, hold on. Sorry to cut you off. My first yeah. question is, but what about the nut? Will Chris Paul join the train? Oh, that's right. I completely forgot about that. Uh, I feel like Chris Paul, um, in real Chris Paul fashion, maybe he floor generals the train. You know, maybe he's just pointing guys around, calling plays or whatever. More of a coach on the floor than he is. As for, I'll say this. Certainly, I think Chris Paul should move to the head of the line. I mean, he's like 10 years older than every single person on this. Yeah. He should not be behind anybody in their next gangbang. <laughs> I agree. Well, here's the details. According to our boy Shams, how's Shams' last name pronounced? I always mess it up. I don't know. Charania? Yeah. OKC has traded Chris Paul to Phoenix for Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, Ty Jerome, Jalen. How do you pronounce Jalen? Jalen Lecky? How do you pronounce that? Sure. And draft compensation. That's a lot of people. It is. I, 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 that's more than I, I mean – I think the Kelly Oubre is a nice thing. Ricky Rubio is fine. Like Ricky Rubio is sort of a, I hate to say like a, the super poorest man's Chris Paul, but he's, it's, it's, it's a similar style for sure. Yeah. Um, of, of a past first point guard. I've, I've never hated Ricky Rubio. I didn't live up to the hype, but uh, you know, decent player. Um, I think what, I think what Chris Paul brings is for sure you know, he is very clearly the leader in that locker room. Now they played really well in the bubble. Um, They think that they can be competitive and I like this move uh, for the Suns. I actually kind of like this move for both teams. Um, And I think what this is exceptionally good for is Devin Booker, you know, playing off the ball a little bit more. Serious question. Who gets passed around more? The girl who was in the gangbang or Chris Paul? Yeah. We're more guys in the gangbang than Chris Paul has now been on teams. So Chris Paul has played for the Hornets slash Pelicans. That's, that's one team. Yeah. Clippers, the Rockets, the Thunder, now the Suns. Am I missing more? Anybody? I think that's it. So five teams. And I believe there were seven guys in the gangbang. So Chris Paul has to be traded. So he's on his way. Yeah. He's on his way. I'm, I'm excited that Chris Paul didn't end up on the Knicks. 
uh, I am I'm hopeful that that doesn't mean they'll make an even more reckless decision. Um, but I, I like this for both teams. I think a Chris Paul OKC future with a new coach, it was never going to be, is never going to be the long-term fit for him. Uh, they get a lot back. I like this. I like this. I mean, Chris Paul's 35. Yeah. You know, his State Farm agents, they got a lot of work. They, I think they're sick of moving. These guys got, are moving around all the time. Yeah. He just, he's just going to pick, like, a central location. He's just going to be, like, a guy. He's going to be, like, Bob Costas. He's going to be, like, I live in St. Louis because yeah. I get to everywhere from here. Sure. So you seem to like this trade. I think, it, I think it's a nice fit for both teams. I think the Suns, you know – I, I kind of like it more for the Thunder than I do for the Suns, but I know what the Suns are going for. Veteran leadership, um, you know, a guy to help the progression of Devin Booker to be the on-the-ball point guard. Um, and they were certainly competitive in the bubble. So, yeah. you know, Kelly Oubre will be missed. But otherwise, I think, you know, it's an upgrade. Now, the big story, obviously, is the Houston, James Harden, and we talked about Russell Westbrook last show. It seems that Harden wants to go pair up with KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn. So I have, I, my, my thoughts on this are multi-layered. Uh, one, from, from a James Harden and Nets perspective, I like it. James Harden – there's no more D'Antoni in Houston. You've got this roster that was set up for a small ball. You're, you're, there's literally no other coach alive who will make that work. Uh, so you're, you're set up to fail. Maury's gone. Uh, Westbrook wants out, and that's probably worse than if Westbrook wanted in, or probably better than if Westbrook wanted in. I mean, Harden, like they're seeing that this is a sinking ship. And um, for him to want to go and – pair with Kevin Durant in Brooklyn with a Steve Nash. And by the way, D'Antoni's on the staff there. That's not, that's not a coincidence. Um, so Harden basically wants to be reunited with his style and with Kevin Durant. I mean, I think everybody's question mark about this is how the fuck does Kyrie and Harden work together to which I would say, Look, this almost gives you like some flexibility with like, do we even fucking need or want Kyrie? If if I were the Nets, if I was Steve Nash, I would absolutely try to acquire James Harden. And then when we underperform, I would absolutely try to move Kyrie Irving. Because Kevin Durant and James Harden together in a Steve Nash with a uh, ghost Mike D'Antoni system, I like it. Kyrie fucks that up. Um, now, if they can get him to play off the ball and they can get him to be a shooter, they get him whatever, but also, yeah. And if my aunt had a cock, she'd be my uncle. Like, you know, like getting Kyrie to buy, he thinks the world's flat, so. Okay, let's say, because they're, they're not moving Kyrie. Not now. Right. Let's say they get James Harden. Yeah. 
where are you setting the Brooklyn Nets wins at? How many games are they going to play next year? 72. Over or under 50? Yeah. Go, I'd still probably go – I'd probably go right around there. I, mean, I think they'll be good. I think that's a talent-heavy situation, obviously. And like a lot of teams, they will just be able to beat up on a lot of bad teams. Um, but I don't think that makes them better than, you know, a couple teams in the East still unless they can find – like – if you just take those guys for what they've been and the talents that they've brought to teams, like I just don't know that having Kyrie in the mix, like does it make them better than the Celtics who are drastically improved by Kyrie being out of the mix? Yeah. I still like, I hate the fit. I hate the fit, but I hate the fit because of Kyrie. He's already there. So like, I, I don't like the Nets situation as much as I like their coaching staff, as much as I like Kevin Durant, who to me is a top 10 all-time NBA player and probably a top five NBA player right now if he's healthy, if not top three, if not top, you know, whatever. I mean, the health of Kevin Durant is obviously a major factor, but like, I don't like the fit with Kyrie. Yeah. That doesn't mean it somehow makes, it somehow works less if you add better players. Sure. So, so that's sort of my feeling on it. And honestly, I think it gives them, you know, Mike D'Antoni knows and is telling Steve Nash that he knows what they're getting into with Nash or with, uh, with, with Harden, with a Harden KD thing. Like I think Kyrie is a wild card, but also Kyrie is one of those guys who for some reason always has value. So, I mean, I don't know. That that's where I'm. If if I'm in the Nets organization, that's where I am. We absolutely try to get James Harden, and then we see where we're at. We see how we all play. We see how we all fit. We see how we can get Kyrie to buy in. And if that doesn't work, you take you know pennies on the dollar for Kyrie and fill out fill out the situation situation around two MVPs as opposed to one guy who once played with LeBron James and dribbles really well. Well, the Lakers are also trying to get a guard. It looks like they're going to trade for Dennis Schroeder. 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 Uh, I like this. I think this is a fantastic uh, move for the Lakers. Um, this is essentially a replacement for a Rondo, who it doesn't seem like they can or want to afford to keep. Um Anthony Davis is obviously opting out so that he can go max. I mean, I think it's been reported for a long time that this opt out means like th- it doesn't raise him potentially leaving the Lakers by even 1%. I think he for sure remains with the Lakers and they pay him and they've got to, uh, they've got to work their cap situation around that. Um, but I think in terms of a, like a creating guard, a guy who can get his own shot, a guy who has hit some big shots and played well and been, you know, a real like pseudo star on a couple of teams. Now, I think this is a major upgrade for them in their starting backcourt. Uh, They would lose Danny green who has been his obviously a much better defender, but it's been terrible offensively. Yeah. Especially in the clutch, especially in the playoffs. Um, I mean, 
Danny Green's a, a better defender, no doubt about that. But I, I don't think that's your big fear. Oh, no, we, we don't want to – like a, an official, legit starting point guard because we're worried about losing Danny Green's defense. Not yeah. to mention, they didn't have Avery Bradley who opted out of the bubble. So he comes back. There's you, no, I, there think, you I, think, I think he's a, a wing defender. Agent. I think that, they're going to lose Bradley as well, probably. They're going to lose Bradley and Rondo. Yeah. Got it. And Green. So, Schroeder. And he goes, and he's got the I see dead people blonde patch. Yeah. I like it. I think it's a fantastic move for the Lakers. You, you think there's no chance that Anthony, like you're putting 0% chance Anthony Davis would leave on that opt out? I'm basically putting it at the exact same percentage. Like, I, it, it just doesn't, him opting out doesn't increase the fear that he was leaving, you know? Like, okay, he opts in for the one year, then he's a free agent next year. Like, I think this is his, he knows that this is his team. In as, as LeBron winds down, he winds up. They're, they're, they seem to be building it in the right way. Um, I, 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 I don't think at all. I mean, wasn't this report like three months old that he was going to opt out and try to get the max deal? Yeah. What, what, what would be really impressive, and I'm not I'm, – like I don't think he should do this or demand that he do this or think he's any better of a person if he does this, but like if he takes the LeBron, Wade, Bosch deal in Miami and he takes some sort of lower rate so that they can add more pieces, I mean, that's just a that, – that would be amazing. But I, I just think he just maxes out the Lakers and this becomes Anthony Davis's team at one point. You know the draft is Wednesday. I know. Like, I, I don't even – like, the college season was so long ago. Yeah. And you don't get – and we didn't get the March Madness, which – to me is like where I think a lot of NBA, NBA fans. You see the Steph Curry's, the John Morant's. Yeah. Yeah. You get to see him shine. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be, it's gonna be a wild draft. I mean, they got the ball kid up there. I, I just, I don't want to touch a ball. What was that? <laughs> you don't want to touch any of the balls? Not touching any balls. Yeah. I, I, I mean, mean I, I mean, look, we all know I like to speak too soon. Right. I know. The Ruth are cursed. LaMelo Ball is now the next. Uh, I, I'm just saying, though, Lonzo Ball is a bust right now. He's a bust. I don't know that he's a bust, but he certainly has not lived up to. Bro. The, the, it's, it's really the ball hype, the ball family hype more than it is like the – I don't think anybody was like, jizzing over LeBron, Lonzo Ball. He was the number two pick. I know, but like, I don't know if I'd say he was, he's a bust right now. But he's a bust because of the hype that he's his dad average, brings and everything. What's that? He's going to average 20, 10, and 5 next year. Yeah. Yeah. That same, and, that same Andy Ruther juju that I put on Brandon Ingram. I know. I was going to say him and Brandon Ingram are co-league MVPs. Yeah. So I read this report that the Warriors are going to try to have fans next year at 50%. They're going to do some, again, it has to all be approved, but I, I'm very surprised, especially coming from, you know, California, which is not having any fans anytime soon. Yeah. 
And and Gavin Newsom's gonna have them all over for dinner after every game. Shots fired. Is that what he did? I didn't really pay too much. Too he, much he, attention. Went out, he went out to like a dinner event. Can't trust these guys, can you, Joe? No. But um I, I think the thing with the NBA is the NBA is supposed to start in December. Indoors with like there are certainly teams in football that are doing outdoor um fans low They're like also not close yeah. to 50 percent right I, I trust me i mean i think like projecting that far out of where we're going to be is kind of reckless to say that you're going to try to do that we've seen how this shifts and changes so quickly from weeks from week to week so i, I think any statement now is like okay let's see where we're at when this fucking let's see where we're at in the end of december by the way, speaking of, of, of games and fans, college football is the most it's, – it's the biggest dumpster fire, and it's funny, and I'm enjoying watching it. I'm just going to – I'll just be sure. I'm enjoying watching it fail yeah. because they shouldn't be playing. If you knew this many games would be canceled, what are you doing? Right. I mean, I tweeted that thing out on Dirty Sports like – they're just getting their TV money. That's all they care about. It's all they care about. It's all I need. They're, you know, this is this is the the biggest money making thing for a lot of these schools. We've seen it for years. I've said it for years. It's like this, this solidifies my point. College athletics, major college athletics from basketball, football. It's all a fucking sham. It's all a money grab. They don't care about these kids at all. They don't. It, it's well, not Joe, about- I'm, I'm gonna take it one step further. College in general is a sham. I'm gonna go on record <laughs> saying it. It is. It's a sham. These overinflated tuitions, which you're not getting your ROI. You're not getting your return. College should be free. You're not getting a return on investment. Yeah. And the numbers don't lie. They just don't lie about the return on investment for a college degree. I, I I read a great article courtesy of, you heard it, the Wall Street Journal, of course, but it was talking about that. Like, do you realize like our generation or people that are basically like 25 to 40 now, that might be multiple generations, you're not going to make more than your parents because you're graduating with all this debt. And the reason I'm bringing all this up, because it ties into the college athletics, because it's all encompassed because they need that money. So it right. does matter. So my point is this, it's all a sham. And we've said it before. The numbers don't lie if you go get a trade or a skill or become an electrician or a plumber or whatever, a firefighter. Like, it's, it's, I want the whole thing to blow up, and I think it is. I think we're headed there because it is. It's, it's a sham. It's, it's a joke. Like, like you, you go to like places we went. I look at St. Louis University. You want 40 grand? Right. You want 40 grand for, for a, a degree? For a year? Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's one of those systems that's kind of like, you know, it's gone out of control and it's it's this competitive thing where one one school tries to make itself seem more um, you know, like like I, I what's the word I'm looking for? But like 
more important, more like whatever, like more, you know, competitive, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just an arms race. People just keep raising their tuition prices because they don't want to be like the budget school of the thing. And But, but the numbers, the admissions are declining. I, dude, you don't have to tell me. I'm, I'm well aware. Um, like, like serious question, Joe. I tried not to go to college. My parents were like, get the, my parents, I was like, Hey, I did, I know exactly what I want to do. Why don't I go into learning let's, on the job training? Let's say you have a kid, right? Yeah. 18 years from now. Mm -hmm. what, like, what are you saying to that child? Or are you saying, Hey man, it's better to do two years at the local community college, then go. Dude, it, I think that, that, I mean, we're talking about the NBA not like, I'm like, okay, let's see where we're at in a month, 18 years from now. I don't know. Uh, be in the, like get on the job training in a, you know, pandemic vaccine lab. And I, I yeah, I, fuck, I don't know. But like, that's my, like, but the thing is, if you know it, you know, it, it, what it comes back to it, like you said, in terms of like a job training situation, if you know, want to, if you know what you want to do, go do that. I think college for a lot of people is not knowing what they want to do, sure. becoming, you know, learning how to be social, learning whatever. But like, if you want to be a filmmaker, don't spend 40 grand, make a film. If you want to be a, an artist, don't take art classes, buy a bunch of paint, like all that stuff. I, I, I've always been, you know, a proponent of that, but there's also people who don't know what they want to do. They go to college, they figure it out. They, they learn how to like live on their own. I almost think it's like adult training more than it's like educational. Look, I, I don't disagree there. And I think those are all great points. And, and but I, it's not worth $40,000 a year to learn to do your own laundry. And that's my point. Like I was one of those people. I didn't really know what I want to do. Yeah, you were shitting in dryers. Like, you know, I, I got my degree. The idea that your dad paid for that. Oh man. It was a washing machine for the okay, record. Sorry. Sorry. And I only shot, I think once or twice in a washing machine. But you know, we go back to the original thing that started this is just like the sham of college football and like fans, no fans. It's all about them getting that TV money. It's, it's, like, it's like, all absurd. Like I was at my little brother's Saturday night, you know, and he went to Ohio state dental school. So obviously he was for Ohio state and he put the Michigan game on. They're getting waxed. I just said, dough on that. Yeah. I just said, why? I, I told him, I said, why? I don't want to watch this. I go put it on Netflix. Yeah. He's like, you don't, I was like, I don't care, dude. Michigan's down 21 points already. I was like, I don't care. There's no fans. It's, it's not the big house. The whole, yeah. I've been to the big house. It's amazing. The whole, the whole point is fans. Yeah. And, and I was like, what? and we certainly don't want them there. I mean, that's, that's a whole other thing. It's like, why at this point you do have to laugh. You shouldn't laugh, but the SEC is the game is the conference who was like, "We're good, we're going to play," and it's like you're the one who's canceling the most games. Yeah, straight yeah. debacle. Do you want to hear some calls today? Sure. And since we just did like a kind of COVID talk, like we're not going to talk about it, but we're not not going to talk about it. I'm not saying this happened, but I'm not saying it didn't happen. Did Justin Turner attempt to murder Tommy Lasorda? Anyway, moving on. Joe Shabelli. That's why you don't. Let guys with COVID run rampant. Rip Tommy oh, I knew you were going to find, find a way to put that in there. It's fine. Everybody in the Dodgers dugouts, 25-year-old athlete. What could go wrong? They all knew what they were getting into. 
Yeah, but you're literally, the, literally the face of the Dodgers franchise. Now you're going to face, he's 93. He would have died anyway. Yeah, okay. Because that's what I was seeing in the, uh, in the comments on Twitter. Well, I mean, let's be honest. The, nothing to see here. He, it's, it's, a, it's a long time Tommy Lasorda heart condition <laughs> that just happened to flare up two, two weeks to the day after participating in the Dodgers World Series celebration. I, 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 and I he had say- to be on a ventilator. I will say this about the Dodgers and Lasorda, and this actually has nothing to do with COVID-19. You guys have been whoring this old man out. And, I, and I've met him, the yeah. famous picture where he's so angry yeah. and not, definitely not happy to take a picture with me. I, I've been around Lasorda multiple times in the last few years. He's 93. I talked about that game I went to three rows and back of home plate a couple years ago, middle of June. It's 100 degrees. Lasorda was sitting in front of me, and I kept thinking, what is a 90-year-old man doing? At- Dodgers, let the man live in peace. I don't even care if he says, I want to go to the game. 90-year-olds should not be attending hot 100-degree baseball games in the middle of the summer in Los Angeles. Jesus Christ. Especially not when their veins are filled with marinara sauce. Yeah, <laughs> Can we put somebody else out there? You got yeah. plenty of great. They're like, players. can we put Scully out there? It's like, stop! Why are you trying to? Why are you trying to kill the elderly faces of the Dodgers? I mean, the Dodgers. But J- Justin Turner got a picture with the trophy, so you know, if it costs, if it costs the Dodgers, Tom Lasorda. Well, I think Shabelli's prepared to make that trade. In the words of uh, the great Ivan Drago, "If he dies, he dies." Yeah. yeah. All right, Joe, I got a couple calls. You want to hear them? Sure. Let's see what we got here. Hey, guys, Ryan Clack calling in from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I have a dirty sports conspiracy theory. As we all know, unfortunately, all the old episodes of Dirty Sports are gone, which is obviously really too bad because there was a lot of great moments in there. But among those moments was Joe Prano, the great Ryan Fitzpatrick defender himself, called Ryan Fitzpatrick a dog shit quarterback. I had heard it a few years ago when I was re-listening to old episodes and um, it was around the time that the Jets had signed him and there was a discussion about it and I don't know why I didn't mark it down at the time but for whatever I, reason I didn't and now it's gone forever. So I think that Joe realized this fact and went back and destroyed all the old episodes to hide the evidence. And you might think, well, why didn't he just delete that one episode? And I don't know, maybe it would look too suspicious or maybe he didn't want to go through all the trouble of finding the exact episode that happened and just said, fuck it, bye forever to like 300 episodes. But uh, yeah, that's my theory. Joe Prano destroyed all the old Dirty Sports episodes. He called Ryan Fitzpatrick dog shit. Stay dirty, boys. So, well, you and I both know that's not why we got rid of 300 episodes. But I, this, well, this, this first is actually. Of all, we didn't get yeah. rid of anything. Yeah, they're just private for now. They're just private for now. They're, you know, they'll be sold in uh, glossy box sets, like old issues of, like, like uh, you know, collector's well, well, edition and, issues of Sports Illustrated. And I want to say this Spotify and Apple podcast. I don't think they call it iTunes anymore, right? Guys, yeah. they, they only go back 
correct me if I'm wrong, 250 episodes anyway. Yeah. So the two major sources of listeners are Spotify and Apple. Those don't even go back 300 episodes. All it was is SoundCloud privatized a bunch of our first like 300 episodes. Right. Now, uh, but did you, but did, but did you, Joe Prano, did you destroy evidence in the most Canadian ever call I've ever heard? That accent is amazing. But this is, uh, and I, and I hate to, uh, you know, uh, ruin this guy's fantastic theory. Uh, By the way, I love all theory, even if it's, even if it's a anti Joe Prano theory, even if it's like, uh, trying to catch it, I love all, I'm a conspiracy theory nut. So I'm down for all conspiracies theories to be thrown out. Unfortunately, this is a conspiracy theory that has been brought up multiple times. I don't know if we've talked about it on this show, but multiple people on social media have uh, referenced this thing. And I'm glad that he uh, was specific about it because look, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm, I'm not Dan Orlovsky. I wasn't going through Ryan Fitzpatrick's career and like going, you know, watching all 22s and breaking down his footwork. Um, just like every, just like my opinion on many athletes, uh, it changed. But the big change for me on Ryan Fitzpatrick was the ten and six Jets season. Everybody was critical of Ryan Fitzpatrick's Week Seventeen game that doesn't get him in the playoffs. And what I have said uh, about Ryan Fitzpatrick, look, everybody looks dog shit playing for the old Bills and the old Bengals and the whatever. And in retrospect, you go back and you go, was Ryan Fitzpatrick dog shit or was he just playing on dog shit teams? Because I have said before, and I'll say again, the the New York Jets are as dumpster fiery as dumpster fiery franchises go up there with the Bills and the Bengals and the Lions or whatever. I mean, the Jets history is at, like as bad, if not worse than a lot out of them. He was 10 and six with the Jets. He played really well. Statistically, he played well. Team wins wise, he played well. He had the Jets on the brink of a playoff berth to the fucking New York Jets. And that was to me the turning point in going like, you know what? Ryan Fitzpatrick played well this year. And since then, Ryan Fitzpatrick has played well in a lot of places. And that was to me kind of the eye-opening moment where it was like, Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't as bad as Ryan Fitzpatrick's kind of career wins and losses prior to this show him to be. So you didn't destroy 300. I mean, two separate things. I did destroy them, but not because of my Ryan Fitzpatrick take. Gotcha. Well, I think this I is. Wasn't, a, I wasn't getting canceled because I said Ryan Fitzpatrick is dog shit. I think this is a great segue because the call I was trying to play, and we'll try it again, is our boy uh, Kyle Aronofsky, who you have a Ryan Fitzpatrick bet, basically based bet. Right. And 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 again, and Ryan, big Jets fan, hated hated Fitzpatrick on the Jets, and like, how's that worked so far? You know. Don't forget the the Sarah Tiana episode, which sprung the Ryan Fitz, the great Ryan Fitzpatrick debate, was also in the uh, in the aftermath of the Ryan Fitzpatrick Jet season. Which again, I think that was really whether it be Todd Bowles, you know, having a good defense, the point in his career, that was for me the turning point on Ryan Fitzpatrick because 
it's tough to do it. It's tough to do it in New York. It's tough to do it with all the press. It's tough to do it with a new coach. It's tough to do it with a bad franchise. 10 and 6 and a statistically very, very good season. That was to me where it was like, okay, Ryan Fitzpatrick is better than I thought he was. And honestly, before that, I thought he was dog shit. So it's fine. Well, let's try. Let's see if Kyle's call worked this time. What's going on, boys? Kyle Arnofsky calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. Um, I'm on a new journey as a person. I'm on this journey to try every pork roll, egg, and cheese sandwich in the Garden State. For Andy, who probably doesn't know, pork roll is a processed you know, meat like that you throw on a sandwich instead of bacon or sausage or whatever. It's really only available in New Jersey, Delaware, a little bit Pennsylvania, New York. Fucking phenomenal food. Um, also known as Taylor Ham in North Jersey parts. So I've eaten five days in a row for breakfast. I'm trying every place in town, and then I'm going from there. I'm uh, going to head out to uh, Point Pleasant and maybe Red Bank this weekend to try some spots. So I want to know, what is the one food that you could eat um, every day? And I'm not saying, like, oh, pizza, and just get different pizza. I'm saying, like, one thing. So I'm eating fucking pork roll with a fried egg and American cheese on a Kaiser roll every day for the rest of my life, I think. I think I'm doing this every day, forever. I don't I don't know. I might need to start a GoFundMe or something, but I haven't thought that out yet. So, yeah, uh, let me know. Condoms are for Joe's Bagel and Grill on Fisher Boulevard in Tom's River. I wish the shitty Burger King was back there instead of that fucking place. At least then you could buy a dime bag in the bathroom. Um, the one thing Kyle forgot, and he messaged me, and uh, I do follow it, and I actually think it is, uh, pretty good uh, so far is he forgot his Instagram handle, which is for for this journey, which is I believe pork roll ID. Is that is that right, Kyle? Correct. I'll, I'll I'll find it. But so what's his goal here? To die of a heart attack? Like, yeah, his goal here is to try all the uh, all the pork roll egg and cheeses in New Jersey. The pork Rolly ID or the pork roll yid maybe the pork roll yid um is kyle's instagram he's you know uh doing reviews of pork roll egg and cheese um i've never had pork roll or aka taylor ham fun fact i i learned this a couple years ago they had to stop like legally calling it taylor ham because the fda said it didn't like meet the bar of being called ham i think it's like the ham it's like a hamish version of bologna i've never had it my my issue is, and it kind of looks like a canadian bacon which i also don't really enjoy i'm a ham guy like i like a ham egg and cheese i love a nice ham egg and cheese sandwich or bacon egg and cheese sandwich and honestly that would be one of the things I would say I could eat every day. There was a good long while when I was living in Brooklyn where I had a ham, egg, and cheese or a bacon, egg, and cheese just about every morning on my way to work. I mean, a food every day, that's tough. Like, I could eat sushi every day, too, because it's, like, not that – like, I could have a sushi roll every day. Like, I love burritos. Could I have one every day? I don't know. I could have a donut every day. Yeah. I could have the fuckboy scramble every day. I, I, I think everybody was kind of expecting you to answer it. I mean, again, something you basically do eat every day. 
which is true. Yeah. And you can put variations in that as well. I mean, this, 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 this Taylor made thing. What, what are we talking about here? The Taylor ham? Taylor ham. The fact that the FDA was like, yo, man, this ain't even ham. It's, it's processed. It's a processed like ham product. It's like, I think it's like the ham of bolognese, the bologna of hams. I'm sure it tastes great at Subway. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like but also anything that's only available in like the weird Midwest states of like New Jersey, Delaware, and Pennsylvania, like I don't think this is a healthy thing for you. Like, Mid Atlantic, you mean? Yeah. 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 This is probably worse than if Kyle had like bacon, egg, and cheese every day. Yeah. Kyle, good luck to you, but I, I Which also is, a, is another thing I could definitely have every day. I, w- I wouldn't eat it every day because that's it's definitely a hard type. What I call my hangover sandwich, a toasted bagel slathered in butter with just bacon on it. <laughs> so I think I'm going to try to eat less meat, actually. Okay. This is, this is exactly where we saw modern Andy Ruther going. For real. Red meat, I should say. Okay. I've been doing a lot of fish lately. I'm not a big fish guy. I mean, I, I like sushi and I like a couple of, I like, you know, tuna, like swordfish, but like, I can't eat. Like, it's like, Hey, we're just going to have like a cooked cod for dinner. I, I did, I've been doing uh, salmon salads. Yeah. And I don't like salmon either. Something about salmon freaks me out. Yeah. So I'm trying to do it. And then I'm going to see, I'm going to start, I'm going to start with, with a no meat Monday. I'm no start. meat Monday. Okay. Just, we'll say no meat on Mondays and then we'll see. Cause I don't no know. No nut November, no meat Monday. No, I, there's no nut November. I don't support that at all. Joe, we have one more call. Uh, this is going to be funny for you, I think. Okay. This person has called before. They have an interesting voice. Mm, yeah. Mm, this is uh, Tony. Uh, 2001 uh, Pacific Northwest mm, Hacky Sack Camp. Mm, yep. Uh, what's up, boys? Mm, just calling to see uh, mm, what your Super Bowl picks are. Mm, halfway through the season. Mm, yep. Mm, I'm going with uh, Hawks mm, and Steelers. Uh, 2006 rematch. Mm, yep. And I think uh, mm, Hawks get revenge. Mm, yep. Oh, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And, uh, yep. Mm. Condoms are for, um, Joe Prano. Go mm. You want to hear the best part? Yeah. He, he left this call definitely before Seattle lost yesterday. Okay. Um, I wasn't, you know, I was, I was worried about making fun of somebody that potentially had some sort of disability or you know medical issue that required them to speak through uh you know whatever one of those things are then he said concert for joe prano and fuck you you (laughs) weird fucking voice machine having fucking seahawks fan uh i actually gotta say i hate his super bowl pick um i know that the the steelers are undefeated I still don't like the Steelers. Uh, I just think I, I like in a game tomorrow, in a playoff game tomorrow in Pittsburgh on Mars, on the moon in, you know, Savage town, I'm taking the chiefs every day. Yeah. Um, 
and the Seahawks defense just isn't there. So I hate his Super Bowl pick. Obviously, my pick from the AFC is the Chiefs. Uh, the NFC is up in the air. I picked the um, I picked the Saints to start the season. Uh, I guess right now in the NFC, I still think the NFC is just like a total wild card. It's going to be whoever's hot. Right now, I'd go the Packers. Yeah. Which would be what? A Super Bowl two rematch? I mean, I for sure am going Chiefs. NFC, like you said, it's totally up in the air. She, but, I, I, I think, I think that, like, the whoever's hot in the NFC is whatever. But, like, I, I just – I mean, who do you give the best chance of beating the Chiefs? The Steelers? Yeah, right now. Okay. But I just I, – I don't trust anybody against the Chiefs. NFC, if you had to pick a team, gun to your head. Falling on your bucks still? No, I've told you I like the Packers a lot. Saints, we need a healthy breeze. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay. I, 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 think, I think the NFC, who's hot, where the games are played, what the matchups are, who, whatever, you know, like. Yeah. I like the Packers against a lot of teams. But I don't like the Packers against all the teams. Uh, I I think the Bucks um, with Brady could be tough, but at the same time, if you're pressuring Brady, they might not be tough at all. Yeah, I agree. Well, guys, drop us a call, even if you need a voice box to make that call. 310-359-8365 is the hotline. You said you had something to talk about, Joe? I just have a, I have a TV hot take. Okay. I've I've been uh, watching TV. I'm gonna say it. Uh, hopefully, they were never planning on casting me in the show, but to say it, I wa- I watch every single episode. I think The Mandalorian sucks. I knew you were going there. Hmm. It, it 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 watches like a video game. It's like there's this end game, but every episode is this weird like side, like plot like every episode he has to like do this side mission i feel like it's like watching somebody play like call of duty it's like the end you have to do this but first your mission is this so i'm through the first two episodes of this season so i haven't watched the latest and i like one thing i like about it is like i like that they get these guys like you know i like that they get names to like guest star i mean timothy oliphant was great um but like i just don't like the plot line is always like I hate that it doesn't progress like a thing. No, Every I, episode I is like, stop. I know that we're doing something, but before you can do that, you got to kill this. Before that you do that, you have to help this person get here. Every episode. It reminds me so much of uh, The Walking Dead where it's like, we're looking for a civilization, but every episode we need groceries. Well, I'm struggling as well. Uh, I... I... The last two episodes, I find myself kind of ending the episode and just sitting there thinking, you know, what did I just watch? Like the one. uh, Yeah, like Baby Yoda is great, but like. But the one with like the spiders and in the cold land, I was like, yeah, what? Where Where are we going with this right now? Yeah, it's a side mission. It's like on this, in this 
portion of the video game, you're in cold land and you have to fight spiders. And the next episode, you're in hot land and you have to fight the big fucking worm. I, I just think like, I, and look, in a way, this is every Star Wars ever, you know? It's like, how many Star Wars do we have where like blowing up some sort of, you know, base is like the plot of the fucking thing? But the thing is, in the movies, at least that's like the thing, like there's a whole lot that goes on. There's 10 different stories. And one of them is this thing, you know, and they all come together on this. But like for The Mandalorian, just every episode is like, hey, I'm still trying to just get Baby Yoda to this thing. It's like, but first, you have to help Kyle Aronofsky find the best pork roll in New Jersey. Yeah. No, I feel you. I, I would not, uh, I really wouldn't debate your points there. I, I just see, I've seen a lot of like Mandalorian hype and I'm kind of like, well, I, I, meanwhile I think, I'm watching the Queen's Gambit and I think it's great. I think anything with Star Wars, as a guy who's always been a big Star Wars, I think we hold on to that it's Star Wars and we hold on to the past. And like I said, I, I'm struggling too. Um, I'm I'm not going to say it sucks, but maybe that's because I'm being biased because I was always such a big Star Wars guy. I, I think it's like almost catered to like the young millennial video game crowd because that's just how it feels to me and I'm falling off quick. But like Baby Yoda's adorable. Like I'll watch him do his taxes, you know? Yeah. I know. I feel you. Guys, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. Drop an iTunes review, and I will get koozies out to you if you leave your Twitter or Instagram handle in that review. You can follow me at Andy Ruther on Twitter or Instagram. At Joe Prano on Instagram, at Fix Your Life on Twitter. Rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. My album is available on all the music streaming services. The video of it's available on Amazon Prime. Uh, what else? I think that's it. That's it. All right, guys. That's the uh, show for this Monday, November 16th, 2020. Guys, have a great week. We'll be back on Thursday. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>